Welcome to Oh No Not Them. I'm your host, Eric Stroll. Along with me, as always, is my cohort, my co-conspirator, my compatriot, Bill Solt. Good evening. And you know what? Today, I am not going to insult you because I want to focus on the positive and I want to tell you, you, sir, are the best podcaster that looks like a meatball that rolled under a pool table at the Hungarian Club that I've ever worked with. A meatball under the oh under the fucking Hungarian club pool table. Holy shit. That is high praise coming from someone who looks like someone who should be driving around in a white panel van what says free candy on the side. Don't get shade. Bad the shirt, my little dumpling. <laughs> so we decided that we want to talk about uh, this past year in as positive a light as we possibly can. I... As, as best as we can do. We did some pre-show talking about this and and said, you know, the positive stuff may last us all of about five minutes if we kind of stretch it out, but we really, really want to try. But he did make an excellent point that, you know, we are who we are. We got to talk how we're going to talk. That's right. Um, 2020 up until March was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Up until second week of March was yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, there were good things in between here and there. You know, for a while, we did get to go back to restaurants and bars and Mm -hmm. things like that. And then we were not allowed to go back to restaurants and bars and things like that again. Uh, It's really, I mean, I know a lot of small business owners and I know a lot of them are struggling during this. And it's really hard to try to come up with a positive slant on a lot of things that I've seen. But uh um, one thing 2020 has done for me, I don't know about you, is it's allowed me to binge watch a lot of fucking TV shows. I haven't binge watched that many. I mean, like I said, I mainly, I've been reading a lot of books. Uh-huh. Ah, bet you surprised on that one, didn't I? No, I'm watching like a, a lot of YouTube, things like that. But as far as binge watching, I've never really been into that to, because I can only handle like an hour of a show at a time and then my brain starts to hurt oh dude i binge watched the entire new season of letter kenny yesterday uh see i i just i just i can't i can't do something like that i mean i have uh, what i have done though is my movie list of things i haven't seen uh-huh it's like down to four i mean i have been going i'm actually adding stuff now like the entire fast and furious franchise why what do you mean why why would you watch that because i'd never seen it There. You shouldn't. No, no. Look, good, bad, or indifferent. These are ones that I mean, like I said, I haven't, I haven't come across a lot of gems in these movies I haven't seen. Okay. You know, but it's like now I've seen them. How about something like, uh, oh, this one is, it's finally getting a release here in the United States. Um, if you're into really, really fucked up horror, a Serbian film is finally coming out. Uh, I have no I have no desire to see that. I've heard too much about it. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I have no yeah. desire to watch that movie. I mean, horror for me kind of really kind of fell off when, when Saw. We, I think we talked about this before. Like Saw was like, and Hostel were like the, the end of good horror to me. I, I, I got to respectfully disagree. Uh, I enjoy the Saw movies and I enjoy the Hostel movies up until Hostel 3. Hostel 3, which takes place in Vegas, I just wasn't a fan. But I, I what's been called what's been termed torture porn. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. I like a good gory horror movie. But like we talked about before, when Jigsaw came out, which is the last of the Saw series, it was a return to form of what Saw was supposed to be, which is more of a psychological thing mm-hmm. instead of just a splatter fest. Yeah. 
Like I said, I just... I would watch him more. Like I said, all of my movies that I've been watching, not a lot of current stuff. The one I just watched the other night was a horror movie, I think from 86, Okay, called Trick or Treat. Great movie. You know, it, it, it's so it, bad. Let me, tell you, let me tell you, I, the concept of it, the, the two things that I took from it that I really love. First off, the idea of a backwards record giving you messages is freaking hilarious. Not that like... It's like it's one message. Like it's like he talks to the record and it gives him messages. I love that concept. Secondly, a little thing I noticed, and I don't know if this came out before or after institutionalized, but a Pepsi made the demon come to life. I don't know the time frame a, of that. A Pepsi. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just what I noticed. That. I'm like that. If that was intentional, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the cameos in that? Uh, from uh, Ozzy was hilarious as a reverend and just saying how like terrible. But you, you could tell he was coked out. Oh yeah, Ozzy was zooted. Simmons, honestly, wasn't that terrible. No, I I really wish, and I know this is like well the movie's long gone, but I mean this is a movie, and '86 was a great year for metal. Yeah, it was. And the, I didn't like the concept that this kid was the only metalhead in this whole school, and the whole community. Yet, they have a heavy metal radio station. Right. Who, who's their viewership? Him? It, yeah. But, but, I mean, this was at a peak when metal was like, I mean, I still say 86 was one of the best years for metal. Yeah. And I wish they would have had guys from Anthrax cameo in it, guys from Overkill cameo in it. Just get these guys in these bands just to do a little cameo of like anybody from a teacher to a bus driver. It didn't matter. Right. You know, there were so many opportunities. And they got Ozzy, which is cool. And they got Simmons, which is all right. Simmons actually didn't play a douchebag. I was surprised. He was the DJ, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have any shoot like in the, if you've ever seen the movie Runaway. Yes. <laughs> he has he doesn't have much of an acting range. No. But he uh, was pretty good in this. The gun that he had in Runaway was pretty cool though. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the bullet camera in that movie. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah, but that that was um, and speaking of Ozzy, he released a new album this year. Yes, he did, which is actually one of the better albums that I've heard for a, from a long time from him. I haven't listened to the whole thing as of yet. Yeah, it is it is really good, Ozzy. Good, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's it's better than I think. I'm going back to at least Osmosis. Okay, I mean, I know there was a lot in between there, but it's it's like it's up there with Osmosis to me. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Mushroom Head released a new one this year. Okay. Uh, it's quite good. Um, it's the first record that they've done without Jeffrey Nothing, um, which for me is huge because being a, a longtime Mushroom Head fan, um, Nothing was one of the reasons I got into them. And the, my biggest knock on the new Mushroom Head album is Steve Rockhorst, the new singer tries a little too hard to sound like nothing. Yeah, that, that's sometimes bands is going to happen to. Right. They, that, they know there's a sound they have to get through that are fans. And, right. You know, but, I, you know, there are people can do the, the anthrax thing and the Black Sabbath thing and you can be a different band. Right. Um, another another band that put some new stuff out this year uh, is actually the former lead singer of the other former lead singer of Mushroom Head. Uh, Waylon Rivas, his band, A Killer's Confession, has some new stuff out, which is really cool. Uh, good stuff. I highly recommend checking it out. And on a, on a much worse note, uh, Waylon 
just before Christmas broke it broke the news to us that he was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. Oh damn! It, it they caught it early. It's very treatable. All right. He's in a good spot. Um, but you know, uh, get well soon, Waylon. Yeah, as I was kind of doing some somewhat sort of research to this, just kind of like, you know, so I know Tom Morello had an EP come out. Yeah. It's pretty good. I kind of I kind of enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the one um, song that he got off of it. But it is like every weird, every Tom Morello type guitar part. Okay, so a whammy pedal. Uh, oh yeah, oh, a whammy it, pedal, a kill yeah. switch. Oh yeah, it goes nuts and a shitty guitar and, tone. Well, it sounds good. It, I it, know, I know, you're not a Tom Morello fan. You remember when I still said one time, way long ago, that he was like, you know, this generation Jimi Hendrix. He does Voodoo Child, which I think is cool. It, it comes full uh, circle, man. You see, my nah, predictions, nah, my nah, predictions nah. come full circle. Sorry, dude. Hey, angry outlets looking at you, and they're saying they're judging you. They're judging you. The angry outlets can judge me all they want. They know I'm right. ACDC had a huge album come out. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I I got it and listened to the whole thing. It's good for an ACDC album. So what you're saying is it's essentially the same as every other ACDC album. Well, no. What I was I was saying this to, to, to somebody else recently. Like you have uh, Dirty Deeds. You have Back in Black. You have Razor's Edge. Uh, for those about to rock and Highway to Hell. Ones that like just define what ACDC is. Then you have Fly on the Wall, Flick of the Switch, um, a lot of stuff after like Ball Breaker and things like that. That are like they're they're good ACDC albums. That's what I thought Power Up was. It's, okay, it's a good ACDC album. Okay, but it's not one of those that like oh my god because I can still remember when I heard Razor's Edge. Not a Touchstone. Yeah, not a touchstone album, but a really a really if you like ACDC, you'll like the album. You know one uh, one thing I've saw quite a bit of that I thought was really cool with uh, the whole quarantine thing. Yeah. Is bands doing kind of quarantine sessions. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charlie Benante uh, of Anthrax fame has done a bunch of them. They're really cool. And, like, uh, he's gone all over the map with the stuff he's done. Um, He's playing drums. He'll have... uh, It's usually... The guitar player from it's John Donius who is the guitar player from Anthrax, uh, and just some other dudes. They'll get together, record the tracks, record video, put it all together, and put it out on YouTube. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, Lamb of God has done quarantine sessions as well with most of their latest record and some classics too. It's you know. Yeah. Something to get the fans through because we can't have concerts. And I'm not and I'm not sure how much of a fan you are of Dragon Force. Oh yeah, I saw some of the Herman you, Lee stuff. Yeah, have you seen what they've been doing as well? Not Dragon Force, but I saw some of okay. Herman Lee stuff. Yeah, Dragon yeah, Dragon Force have been doing they've been having fun just interviewing other bands and then writing a song in their style in five minutes, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And I, then they'll have the band on to say, Hey, this is what we wrote. That seems pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's like I said, a lot of I mean, the online content has been going, oh my god, crazy this year. But you know, like I said, and that's the good stuff that comes out of it because I think a lot of these, I I never listened to Dragon Force. Uh, the, you know, my exposure to Dragon Force was Randy was big into the Guitar Hero games. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and I we had all the Guitar Hero games, and Dragon Force was on there, like. There, I forget what song it was, but it was like the final song to beat in right. the one Guitar Hero game. And 
the first time I heard it, I'm like, that's not real. That's not real. Those guys aren't really playing that. Um, I mean, because they're just such fantastic musicians. At first, it just blew my mind that those guys could play that well. What's, uh, what about uh, since we can't have live sports, you know, like in-person sports for the most part, what did you think of like the NBA having the season in a bubble? And Well, I can say I'm not, I've never been a fan of basketball or baseball. The only two sports I watch are football and racing. Okay. So, you know, I, I know, I, I appreciate them for trying to normalize what was going on in the sporting world. Yeah. You know, and all of them doing doing their best to to just try to. I think NASCAR might have been the most normal because you only need like six people, right, to work on a car, right? Uh, yeah, and I I don't want this isn't a dig at NASCAR fans. I haven't watched a race in years. Yeah. Okay. This is not a dig at NASCAR fans, but the atmosphere at a racetrack really isn't altered that much, in my opinion. Without the crowd. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Only at the very end when the driver is like cheering. As a matter of fact, I mean, I'd rather go to an empty track than one full of people to begin with. Because, yeah. man, some of the knuckle dragger, UFO spotting, you know, you know, sister kissing, tobacco chewing, you know, Walmart shopping at four, I, <laughs> four, six, two living. Oh, my God. Some of those people you go to these and it's like, you know. I thought wrestling fans sometimes are bad when you go to a show and they think everything's real and yeah. and don't you dare you know besmirch who's on the stage well the in the ring, but NASCAR fans wow you show up with the wrong shirt and people are yelling at you what and the <laughs> or the wrong flavor Mountain Dew yeah the <laughs> Mountain Dew <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah I, I I went I went to uh, one race and oh my God it's it's just like it's hillbilly heaven. You Where'd know. you go? I just did Pocono. Oh, Pocono. And you think this far north? You know, this far north. How do people have a southern drawl? You're from Pittston. Christ. That's good. That well, what? That's South Lackawanna County, right? Yeah, I'm not even sure where it is. I just picked the town that I, I think. Pittston works. Pittston works. <laughs> um, one thing I saw in some of the Major League Baseball stadiums during this whole thing that I thought was pretty cool was cardboard cutouts. Yeah, that was kind of neat. To... The Colorado Rockies put the entire cast of South Park. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen a lot of. Famous and other famous people. Right. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays put Rush behind home plate. Um, the, you had a lot of that. You now, know, famous cardboard cutouts, city figures, whatever. Now, did you hear about the one soccer team over in Europe did? No. They loaded up the stadium with sex dolls. No, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm not. They got fined like $80,000 for that. That would be great. That, oh, man, that would be so awesome. You know, it's I'm, I don't know. Like, first off, I mean, who did the ordering for that? I mean, let's look at the delicious. You know, you call up a place. Hey, yeah. Um, I need 600 sex dolls. <laughs> that is awesome. And then there has to be a staff to clothe them. Yes. So someone has to buy the. I mean, it's like just just the logistics behind the scenes to, to like to pull this off. And then they have to put them in the stands. Now, there are. And I'm, I'm guessing the number 600. I know there was a lot. But now what do you do? With 600 sex dolls. I don't know. That's not a riddle. I, and, I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't want to know. You know, the uh, there's an, the 
The NFL could have done that. Oh, my God. No. Think about it. Think about it. Where is the one place in the NFL map where prostitution is legal? <laughs> Raiders fans would, would go nuts if there was that. I'd have loved I, As a lifelong <laughs> Raiders fan, I'd have loved it. What do you think Coach Gruden would have said to that? You know, I don't know if you would have noticed. God. There were times watching some of these games in the NFL where they had cardboard cutouts sitting next to actual people. And I would question if there were actual live fans in the stands because a big play just happened and nobody's moving. Right. You know, if I got if I was able to get into a game this year, an NFL game this year, you know, I'd be clapping at the water boy. I mean, my God, I mean, it'd be such a thrill. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a big combat sports fan. Uh, you know, I love MMA. I, I, I enjoy boxing. Not as much as I used to. Um. I can't. I honestly can't classify pro wrestling as a combat sport. Don't get me wrong. the The workers are athletes. The guys are athletes. They're athletic as shit. What they do takes an incredible amount of skill. Mm-hmm. But as a UFC fan, for me, it was really odd to watch fights in an empty arena because you're used to twenty thousand yeah. people screaming and yelling and whatever, and. For me, as somebody who knows a little bit about the sport and what goes into it, and, you know, I've coached my kids in wrestling. I've helped coach my kids in jujitsu tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and I, 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 watch, I, I watch it differently than the, a casual fan. I watch it kind of it, with an analytical eye. Yeah, you take it. notes during it. and, and <laughs> Yes, at times. I do. I, I honestly do. Um, you should come over some night when we're watching fights with me and Lewis. You'll have a great time. Um, Lewis, he's the one that that uh, smells like gingerbread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My 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 Dominican brother. <laughs> yep. Um, because Lewis is a fighter. He's got uh, quite a few amateur fights under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's helped corner my kids. He's helped train people at the Rat Pack. Uh, excellent fighter. But to watch a UFC fight. With no crowd noise is a totally different experience because now what you're thinking that they should do or what you're actually talking about with, you know, your viewing party, what the fighters should do. You get to hear what their corner is telling them to do. (laughs) And it's a really, really weird dynamic when like Lewis and I would sit there. uh, He's he should be he's looking for this and then you'll hear it. Mm hmm. You know, it, it's really weird. Um, pro wrestling is another one that's really weird with no fans. Oh, my God, yeah. I felt like Drew McIntyre, okay, he won the WWE Championship from Brock Lesnar at this past year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. What should have been the crowning achievement of his career, okay, should have been done this year in Raymond James Stadium in front of 80,000 people. Instead, it was done in an empty WWE performance center. Mm-hmm. Of all the of all the the wrestlers out there, I feel almost the worst for Drew McIntyre because his big moment was robbed from him because of this. He didn't get to have that adulation of the eighty thousand people. Yeah, you know, um, he didn't get to have his big WrestleMania moment. Kevin Owens had a plan; he wanted to jump off. Part of the stage set 
uh, they were going to do, since it was the Buccaneer Stadium, Yeah, they were going to have a big pirate ship there. And Owens wanted to do a bump where he jumped off the pirate ship, threw a table onto his opponent, blah, 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 blah. He didn't get to do it. Is that why it was pirate-themed? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, because it was in the it was in Raymond James Stadium yeah. where the Bucks play. Yeah, I I I thought I had I had thought I mean I I wasn't sure why they were doing a pirate theme because that just it just didn't seem to go with anything. I thought Paul Burchill was back or something. <gasps> no, no, <laughs> no. Or how about Jean Pierre Lafitte? Who's that? He was another pirate. I don't remember him. Uh, he uh, Carl Willette. Uh, okay, he, he was a Canadian worker, wa- a legit. One eye. <laughs> Dude legitimately has one eye. Uh, he wrestles for Ring of Honor now as PCO. Pierre Carl Ouellette. Okay. Excellent fucking worker. The, guy's, the guy is amazing. He's 50-some years old and taking just ridiculous bumps. Um, he's had a career resurgence because of Ring of Honor. Um, but th- like I said, see it, watching WrestleMania, watching the Survivor Series, watching SummerSlam, with no real crowd there is really weird. Um, they've they've started to pipe in canned crowd noise. Well, it's I think it's I think that's from if I remember correctly, it's from like W like two K sixteen or something. I don't so, know. So, somebody figured it out because if you listen to it, you could hear Cena chance. I don't know where it's from, but. In a lot of ways, it's jarring and it's distracting mm. because whoever's working the board, they have no idea how to modulate that shit to get it right. Yeah. Uh, I think it's not. Too, I mean, there's a lot of stuff now. You know, you, you sometimes you, you you miss. I miss the that that ECW type when they would just come up with four words and the claps. Yeah. And just, you know, all of a sudden, you know. They would start start chanting something. She's a crack whore. Things like, well, not exactly things like that, but Stevie fuck sheep. You know, I'm I'm glad that I don't have to hear the what chant. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, but one thing that when the whole wrestling thing started with um, no crowds is that I felt so bad for these guys because you can hear spots. Yeah, you can hear spots being called. Yeah, and you know, lift the knee. Oh Jesus! Shh, quiet. I I know. Well, I mean, calling calling things in the ring has become uh, a lost art in and any anyway. You know. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of these guys they have their they have their pre planned spots. They'll plan the match out long beforehand, and now before even before like before they started piping the crowd noise, and you hear okay, drop down. Yeah. Yep. Drop down. Hip block, get it again, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, 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 uh, I was glad when they started putting the noise in because I don't hear it as much. Yeah. But still, sometimes, and these guys are professionals, and they don't know sometimes which camera is on and which isn't. Yeah. So they, know, they don't know to work to the hard camera or yeah. hard camera to the ringside cam. Yeah. So you you still hear stuff on occasion. Yeah. But you know, I I, I couldn't do it. And I couldn't even pretend to do it. No. Um, football uh, with the piped-in crowd noise isn't terrible because they're they're just making it kind of like um, ambient noise. Really. Yeah. The play the two places in particular that it bothers me 
is a game in Seattle oh. where you don't hear the 12s. Yep. And a game at Arrowhead where you don't hear the Chiefs Nation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because those are the two loudest stadiums in the NFL. That, that, they're like rock concert level. Yeah. You know, on the decibel scale. I miss that. I'm not a I'm not a Chiefs fan, I'm not a Seahawks fan, but I love watching. I uh, Jesse and I talk all the time, you know, places we want to go see a football game. He's a Packers fan, so obviously we, we would love to see a game at Lambeau. Um, we'd both love to see a game at Soldier Field because it's just a historic stadium, mm-hmm. Allegiant Stadium, the new home of the Raiders. Because I'm a Raiders fan, and we would both love to see a game at Arrowhead. Just to be a part of it. Mm. And a game in Seattle just to be a part of it. And with any luck, next year, you know, we can make at least one of them happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I um, the only thing that really kind of got me about the NFL is, and I'm sure this is conscious on the players, and I'm sure that they actually have talked about this. They still seem to mug it up for nobody. Yeah. Which is really weird because it's like you're. It, who are you pointing at? What What are you doing? It's weird to see a Lambo leap into nobody. Yeah, I saw the Lamb. I saw the Lambo leap. Uh, the first one of the games a while back, and he just jumped up in there to nobody, and he was the only one to do it. I think they. I think everybody else didn't want to do it. No, um, I. I it, it's just weird to see a Lambo leap into no one. Mm-hmm. Uh have you watched any of the games from Allegiant Stadium in Vegas? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of them. I always think of you when I watch the games, too. Oh, Eric's pissed. Oh, Eric's happy. Oh, Eric's mad. <laughs> oh, dude, Saturday night I was ready to throw stuff. Saturday night I was ready to throw stuff. But I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, I always, I always, uh, whenever I see a Raiders game, I, I think that, uh, I actually, I truly think that you must either be elated or just ready to take the TV and throw it out the window. Well, I've gotten to the point now. Because you, you, you are of those two balances where you're happy or the TV is getting tossed in the street. I've gotten better. <laughs> I've gotten better because now I just, I, I will walk away from a game. If, if I'm not happy with what's going on, I will walk away from the game. A couple of weeks ago when when we played the Jets and we lost the lead with like 30 seconds to go. Ooh. I I'm 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 done. Fuck it, I'm done. I was watching on my computer because I don't have NFL Sunday ticket anymore. Okay. Um so I'm watching on my computer. I shut my computer down. I walked away and Jesse comes in a minute later and says, "Oh my god, they won." <laughs> and I'm like, I missed it, so I had to go back and, and like rewatch the replay. Um, but back to my thought, what do you think of uh, the look of the new Raiders stadium? The outside or the inside? Both. Okay, the inside I really like. That torch uh, is a really nice feature. I think the inside looks really clean and and wonderful. Um, might change my opinion once they fill it with Raider fans, but but notwithstanding. It's a nice day. On the outside, though, reminds me of a hockey puck or a Roomba. Yeah. And it's it's a really strange-looking stadium because I really want to say that's a hockey stadium. That's our Death Star. When when you when you see it from the outside, that aerial view, it's like they should be playing hockey in a giant puck. That is the game that should be played there. That's the Death Star. I mean, 
It's no Jerryville. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not the world's largest gay bar. The crown, the crown jewel. The it looks like a crown. I mean, Dallas Stadium looks like a crown that you could just put on your head and walk around and like get free cheeseburgers at any local joint. It looks like a giant turlet. You know, see, see, th- those types of comments are hurtful. I don't want you to know that. It hurts right here. Okay. And, you know, and I don't, and I, I don't want to be hurt today. You said you like the the torch, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's it's nice. My only problem with the torch is it's an LED torch. What do w- you want me to do? Set fires at a stadium every night? Why not? They did it in no, Oakland. No, that's not no. no Why not? They did it. That's not environmentally sound, man. I I liked I liked the actual torch. <laughs> In in the, the only you only you would say oh this feature needs to be set on fire. Well, yes, <laughs> it's a torch. The fuck do you do with a torch? You set it on fire. It's a symbolic torch. It's symbolic. It's not we don't start fires in stadiums. You know how dangerous that is. Well, there's, there's a dumpster <laughs> fire in Dallas every time the Cowboys play. That's hurtful, but true. But listen, I'll, hey, you're allowed one besmirchment of America's team at a night. We'll allow it. I'm allowed 47. <laughs> and I didn't get a vote. Who? I still want to know who decided they're America's team. I did not Apparently get a vote. Apparently, America. That's. I mean, I don't. I mean, wait, wait a minute. Dallas. No, did, Dallas didn't do that themselves. America decided that. Yeah, yes, Dallas did. No, no, they did. Yes, not. Dallas no, did. No, they did not. There is only one fan base that is as detested as detested as your Cowboys fan base, and that's your wife's Eagles fan base. Uh, see, it, the Eagles fans aren't detested. They're pitied. No, they're detested. No, they're pity. No, they're detested. <laughs> Just like Cowboys fans. We hate you all. No, 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 no. Yes. Here's how here's how I know. Listen. This is all right. Dallas is a team you either love them or hate them. Right. Okay? I know people that are just happy to see Dallas lose. Even though they're not even a division or conference. They're, you know, well, I'm a Patriots fan, but it's great to see Dallas lose. It's like screw you. But but like, if you take, like, a Browns fan or a Bengals fan, and you say, what do you think of the Eagles? And they get to who? They don't know nothing about the Eagles. Well, they live in Cleveland and Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, it, every it, team out there, every team out there, okay? Wait, 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 stop. I'm going to stop you right there. You're talking about Browns fans and Bengals fans. This is a group of people collectively who need help from another member of their community to spell... Ohio. You ever see that? No. One guy will say, oh, the next nitwit says, oh, <laughs> anyway, every team in the NFL, all of them compare themselves to Dallas in some way, shape or form. Every one of them. No, every, <laughs> no, every single. Look, it's, oh, it, it's not, it's not like a bad comparison. It happens to quote Charlie it Murphy, happens. to quote Charlie Murphy. Wrong, <laughs> wrong. No, not every fan. To quote Rick James, cocaine's of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> you must be freaking schmutzed up. Oh, dear God. See? Happy times. Happy times. They beat the freaking Eagles. Yes. 
I won $20 on that. Yes. Yo, how does it feel to know that your division, your division (laughs) is going to be won by a team with a sub 500 record? As long as it's Dallas, I'm perfectly okay with that. Oh, it's not going to be. It is. No, it's going to be won by a team with a sub 500 record and they don't even have a fucking name. That's a lie coming out from your mouth. <laughs> okay. The, no. wa- the Washington football team is winning that Washington division. is not going to win it. Yes, they are. No, the Eagles are going to beat Washington. No, they're not. Shut up. Shut up. No, they're not. They finally Washington finally got smart and cut Dwayne Haskins today. Yeah. Jalen got all... Kurtz got all shook up, you know, from the Dallas game. Oh, he looked shook up, too. Oh, my God. Well... And that was awesome. He's going to get all of his, his hushpa back. Well, the whole th- the whole thing with Philadelphia. They made a mistake the year they they the year that they somehow magically mystically won a Super Bowl. Okay, which for the next 20 years, no Eagles fan will shut up about it. No. Because they're as delusional as and and they're as delusional as living and live in the past as much as you Cowboys See, fans. I saw that finger point at me and I'm going to give you a finger of my own, all right? Stick that up your ass. <laughs> but anyway, they fucked up when they got rid of Nick Foles and kept Carson Wentz. Wentz was never the answer in Philadelphia. Wentz never will be the answer in Philadelphia. They should have kept Foles, dumped Wentz, and then got, well, now they got Jalen Hurts, and they're just going to ruin his career. Wentz, see, the problem, well... Oh, I'm trying to think how to word this. I don't like the fact that the minute Wentz gets signed, everything, Wentzylvania, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You ain't kidding. And now it's Hertzylvania. Hertzylvania? That, that doesn't even sound right. You know? It's like that. What part of Schuylkill that County? That sounds like something that, that Booger would come up with. What part of Schuylkill County did that originate in? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it changed overnight. Hertzylvania. Yeah. I, I think that's from I think that's from like St. Clair or something. But shit. now but now after his performance uh yesterday, uh-huh. they, they probably would call to fire him. Oh. Oh, dude. NFL fans are such trash people. <laughs> Eagles fans are No, 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 no. <laughs> NFL fans are such trash people. They're fickle. Like I'm I'm a member of several Raiders fan pages on Facebook, right? And after Saturday's night's game when we managed to blow a lead with 19 seconds to go and the other team had no timeouts but we won't go there um there's been nothing but calls for John Gruden to get fired and Derek Carr to be benched and this and that <laughs> i mean i mean Derek Carr statistically this year is a top top 10 quarterback in the NFL statistically okay he's played excellent football he's put up great numbers he's the the raiders offense is scoring points our defense is trash. Our defense sucks shit through a straw. Yet, sell the car. Sell the car. Gruden must go. <laughs> Dude, NFL fans suck. I think the reason, I really think the reason NFL fans are, are worse than any other fans out there is basically fancy football. Yeah. Because they throw so many stats at you continuously that every... You know, every NFL fan thinks that they're the greatest coach in the world. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, there's a couple of knuckle draggers on these Raider sites. Go figure. It's, Ra- it's made up of Raiders fans. 
Um, there's a couple of knuckle draggers on there. Yeah, we're paying John Gruden $10 million a year to kick a field goal instead of score a touchdown. Yes, because you're leaving them 19 seconds instead of a minute and a half, you fuckwit. Yep, I, I see every... there. I work with somebody. He he does. He hasn't been this loud this year, but after every Eagles loss, I would go in. Oh, he had the solutions to all the problems. Oh, they all do. Who who should have been benched? Who they should have brought in? What mistake they made on what play and all that? It's like, oh my god! <laughs> it's you know, like I said, I never claim to know anything about football, and like I said, I just defend the the, the Cowboys. And you know, do I think Dalton's a good quarterback? I think he's the best quarterback. <laughs> well, see now, now that that that's that's being all in for your team. That's being ride or die. Yep. You know, I mean, well, uh, last week, my boy Derek Carr got hurt in the first quarter of the game. In comes Marcus Mariota. Did I say, oh, we're we're screwed now? Here, uh, Carr's out. No, next man up. Let's play some football. Mariota did a good job. We, you know, we, I mean, sadly, we did not win the game, but Mariota did what a backup is supposed to do. He came in and, you know, I wish we could, he could have won the game, but que sera, sera. Now, your Cowboys, on the other hand, no, no, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not, I'm not going to dog your Cowboys. This season was one season I actually felt bad for the Cowboys. And you know me for a long time and you know that I despise the Cowboys. I can't stand Ezekiel Elliott. I can't stand Dak Prescott. I think they're overrated trash. Okay? I think they're overrated trash. However, I legitimately felt bad when Dak got hurt. Yeah, I figured it. At that point, I figured the whole season was kind of a wash. Yeah. And I didn't expect everybody in the NFC East would just, you know, you know, it was like watching Twitter of the Year. From Monty Python. It's yes. Like, jump, jump these matchboxes. Oh, he's run himself over. It's like, right. It's like, it's serious. I could not believe. It's like, I figured at that point, I figured, and then all of a sudden, Washington woke up. It's like, hey, 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 hey no, you sit down. Yeah, you don't even have a name. Sit down. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, it's like, come on. But, I mean, I the re- there's a couple of reasons I felt bad for Dak. I never want to see a player get injured. I never want to see a player get seriously injured. I don't care who they play for. I mean, as a lifelong Raiders fan, I never even rooted for John Elway to get hurt, okay? I don't want to see a player get hurt. I believe in karma, okay? And rooting for somebody to get injured is just... it, it It's just a shitty thing to do. And when I saw Dak get hurt, my mind immediately harkened back to Joe Theismann and to Alex Smith and, the you know, the nasty injuries, mm-hmm. you know... That they had, especially Theismann. You know, I felt bad for Dak because his ankle is was just obliterated. Oh yeah, that that it was just it was horrifying to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other reason I felt bad for Dak is he was holding out for that Patrick Mahomes money coming into the season. Yeah. Okay, Jerry wasn't giving it to him. Nope. So they franchised him. One year deal at whatever the dollar amount was. Instead of what was he offered? Five years at thirty million a year? 
I don't even remember. I, I try not to get into the numbers. It was, it was, but it was a, it was a, it was a sizable chunk of money. Yeah. Um, and he, he Dak just said no. He was holding out for that Mahomes money. Mm-hmm. Now he gets franchised at a lesser rate than he wanted for one season. It would not at all surprise me to see Dak Prescott if he's able to play again, not playing in Dallas next year. Mm. And that that to me that's sad because Dak he's a talented quarterback. If he would if if he'd have some weapons around him other than Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, well, it, it's not it's not too bad now. Yeah, that well, that Lamb fella, CD Lamb, uh, CD Lamb was a good pickup. I mean, that CD Lamb was a good pickup. I was actually kind of upset that the Raiders went with Henry Ruggs instead of CD Lamb. Yeah, every every Dallas game, I just uh, I get worried because Dallas is just known for screwing it up in the fourth quarter. Well, the and, pro- and it hurts. And Dalton's known for having a terrible second half all the time. Well, Dalton's never been a good quarterback to begin with. In the second half. Ever. Oh, he's he's good the first half, no, and he's then he not. falls apart at halftime. No, he's not. He is. No, he's never been a good quarterback. It, I didn't come in for an argument. Look, you came in for an argument. <laughs> oh, so, but I mean, I, my first thought was when, and I remember when Andy Dalton got the nod, and I said, that name sounds really familiar, and I couldn't remember where I heard it from. Or what team it was from. The Bengals. Yeah. And as soon as the light bulb went off in my head, I was, oh, no. <laughs> Not a Bengal. Not a Bengal. Any team but the Bengals. Come on. Just. Uh, it's... Okay. Would, would, would you rather they played Danucci? Honestly, it wasn't that bad. I never heard of, a, of an Italian quarterback, though. Wait, well, Vince Lombardi. He was a coach. He's probably a quarterback at one point, too. I don't know. Neither do I. I'm just named the name Lombardi. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. No, I, I mean, I, I haven't... I won't watch a Dallas game unless they're playing the Raiders. I won't watch it. Yeah, I, I can't because... I, you know, we've never watched a game together. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, if the Raiders and the Cowboys... Un- unfortunately, play. one of us is going to go home angry... And the other one is going to be just insulting him all the way home. Oh, yes. It's. <laughs> oh, yes. That's why I think we probably never did it. Probably. Because feelings will get hurt. <laughs> no, they, feelings won't get hurt. <laughs> it, it'll just be. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and the next day, it'll all will be forgotten. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's. Um, so that's kind of. Football. Football. <laughs> football. And some other various and sundry sports. Um, I mean, Metallica did their virtual concerts. Yes. Um, which I think were kind of bullshit to charge $150 a car load. That's how much it was? Yeah, it was like 150 bucks a car oh, load. Because I know Becky's did that. For a pre-taped performance. Oh. I mean, there was other bands that did some, some drive, uh, drive-in stuff. Yeah. Um, like some country artists I know did it. Um... The Circle Drive-In up in Wilkes-Barre had some stuff. Um, but, I mean, it's a cool idea. It's a cool idea. I mean, yeah, but for $150, my God, Metallica, come on. Well, dude, 
Think about look at what they were getting for tickets. When I know, I know, but I mean, I just actually watched the movie, and I don't think I think it was released either this year or last year, which is weird because it was like from two thousand six. Uh huh. Called Get Thrashed. Oh yeah, it's I I I'm halfway through it myself. Okay, but if you watch Lars in that. He's such a fan of like, oh, we want shows of $5 a ticket and you tape trade it and that's the way it was. And now all of a sudden it's like, hey, screw you. You ain't getting it like we got it. Well, yeah. Well, when you become a multi, multi, multi millionaire. You know, but but man, the man is sounding like, you know, oh, yeah, this is what we, $5 a ticket. We will go see these shows at the Emporium. It's like, well, dude, the, the only band that's still like that is is uh, Fugazi. Well, yeah, but. I mean, they're they're still. We saw Slayer, we saw Anthrax, we've seen Megadeth, and the tickets are not that expensive. No, what did we pay it? We paid fifty bucks. Yeah, at uh, fifty bucks for the show at Santander, and that was Slayer, Exodus, Anthrax, Anthrax, Behemoth, Behemoth, Lamb of God. Yeah, that was amazing. Or not Exodus, Testament. Yeah, was one of them. I've I've seen a couple of them. Yeah, but it's like. They they don't charge outrageous amounts, and you can you can get the sweat on you, right? I, I mean, dude, we were close enough to carry to the pyro to carry oh King's t- side of the stage. The pyro heated us up. Yeah, it burned a little bit. Yeah, I I, I got singed. Oh yeah, it it was it was hot on that side of the stage. Yeah, I I, I mean, but, but Metallica when they're actually touring, they're putting like in Philadelphia, they don't even play the Wells Fargo anymore. They play the Link, or they mm-hmm. play. Uh, Citizens Bank Park. They play a baseball stadium or a football stadium, and they're charging hundreds and hundreds of dollars. The yep. cheapest seats are like the. Uh, I think the cheapest seats last time were like eighty five bucks. I think what ticks me off the most about that is like I, I can remember being in high school, mm-hmm. and I knew I was never going to go to some of these shows in high school. I didn't have the cash, didn't have the means, so. You wait until, okay, now the bands aren't as popular, and you can go. Metallica never stopped. No. I mean, back then was the time to go when the prices were reasonable. Right. I mean, the last time the last time I, I purchased a ticket to see Metallica was on the bla- on the tour for the Black Album. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was probably the one where it started because that's when they just hit their stride and everyone knew who they were. Well, I saw them I saw them at the Allentown Fairgrounds on mm-hmm. that tour. Um, it, that was the last time I paid money to see Metallica. And it's the last time I will pay money to see Metallica. Just on a side note, I know this has nothing to do with this year, but I mean, let, what era, album era of Metallica, would you have loved to have seen live the most? Master of Puppets. That lineup? Yep. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen him with Cliff. Yeah. On the Puppets tour... With Ozzy, opening for Ozzy. Uh, I'm between what they uh, like that small club kill 'em all vibe. Yeah, and and Master as well. Yeah, I I think I would have to go with the Master. Yeah, with the Master tour. I think even at that time they were humongous. No, not uh, not as. Not super humongous because they were still opening for Ozzy. Okay. Because they didn't headline like big venues. The first time they headlined even a place the size of Stabler, I think, was on Justice. Okay. Yeah, Justice was another breakout because they got a video. Oh, have we got a video? Yes, we've got a video. 
Oh, do you think do you think Metallica would have ever done something like Justice Headcliff died uh, not died? Oh, that's tough to say because I mean, I think Metallica were, I think they reinvented themselves every album. It it seemed to me that every album was different than the previous album and trying new things and different things, and I think some of Justice might have been in the can at that point. I don't think so. I, I you know. some of the ideas might have been written, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it got might have, like anything that was written got tinkered with without Cliff there. Yeah, because uh, Cliff was such a giant influence on those guys, and Scott Ian tells a story in his book. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read. No, uh, it's called "I'm the Man." Really good book. Um, Scott tells a story because they were on tour with Metallica when Cliff died. Okay. Okay. Over in Europe. So, now this is according to Scott Ian, and I'm inclined to believe him. Had Cliff not died, they were going to kick Lars out of the fucking band. Damn. The plan was finish the tour, give Lars the boot, find a new drummer. Huh. But then you know the unfortunate accident happened. Cliff uh, Cliff gets killed, and they think they are they they come to the realization we can't lose two members. Hmm. Thus, we're stuck with you know twenty more years of Lars. Well, like I mean, it's it's hard to say what like the what if I mean because Metallica, I mean, Justice was a turning point. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how Justice is like that that weird child in the middle, where you have people that love like the first four albums, uh huh, but still have this little not they don't like Justice as much right because of the Cliff thing, and then you have people that love the Black album on up. Yeah. You know, um, well, the other the other what if to that whole scenario is Cliff wasn't sleeping in his own bunk when that happened. No, he was sleeping in Kirk's bunk. Yeah. How would Metallica have been different with no Kirk Hammond? I think they would have gotten another guitarist. Oh, they absolutely would have. They, I mean, they replaced Cliff. I think they would have gotten another. Well, I mean, I mean, Kirk was a replacement. At the time. Well, yeah, Kirk was a replacement yeah. too, but they would have replaced Kirk. But I you know, I you know, the it's weird to think of who they would have who they could have got to put in that spot. Metallica seemed to be, seriously speaking, with, with their lineup, always seemed to be that, you know, as they were doing stuff, buy low, sell high. Yeah. I mean, they get you know, they get Kirk, you know, out of Exodus. Well, to be well, let's go back even further. Cliff was, was a trauma. Was in trauma. Yeah, he was a replacement from trauma. That you know, and Exodus didn't hit their big stride yet. Nope. And Jason was from Flotsam and Jetsam. Right. Which again had not hit their stride yet. Nope. So it was buy low, sell high. And then you get Robert Trujillo. Yep. Now he was more well known. Well, people that knew suicidal and stuff from did with Ozzy and stuff he did with Ozzy and Black Label Society. Yeah. yeah. I mean Trujillo. I mean Trujillo is no joke. No. Uh, from a technical standpoint, he's probably the best of the of the Metallica bassists. Yeah. From a technical standpoint. But even still, I think even among bass players that you think of, he's not one that was thought of. He's not Cliff. Yeah. Well, he's not. Like I said, he, we've talked about bassists, and we know, like, there's some big name bassists, and I, 
He's and I like his stuff. I like this stuff more in suicidal. Yeah. You know. But I mean, he's still he's no slouch. Well, you've seen the you've seen some kind of monster, I'm assuming. No. You've never seen some kind of monster. No. Oh my god. It, it it's really it's a really cool look inside Metallica at the time that they're doing loading uh doing uh Saint Anger. Oh, oh my god. <clears throat> I don't know if I want to see it then. Uh no. It's oh, it's man. it's it's incredibly interesting because they bring in a life coach. No well, shit. Well, they bring in a life coach, okay, while they're recording Saint Anger and they scrap all of what they were working on while James goes to rehab. Mm. The band nearly falls apart while James is in rehab. But at the same time, Jason is putting his side project, Echo Brain. He's putting his project Echo yeah. Brain together. That's what it was called. He's putting Echo Brain together. Um, they arrange a sit down between Dave Mustaine and Lars. Okay. And then they show some of the bass player auditions for St. Anger. And some of the guys that came in, you wouldn't believe. Hmm. Uh, let, uh, I mean, there's a famous story, Les Claypool audition yeah. for them. <laughs> uh, but like Twiggy Ramirez from Marilyn Manson's band comes in. Um, they did like an open audition where anybody, like just random fans, they did it at their... at. Uh, HQ at the Presidio, yeah, um, where fans could just come and play a song with Metallica, mm-hmm. you know, come play bass with Metallica, kind of thing, and then you know they go, they show some of the inter, uh, the audition process, and they finally settle on Trujillo. It's 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 a really interesting movie. I think you would like it. Mm, I might. You might, Rabbit. You might. <laughs> Let's get back to twenty twenty. Okay. Okay. Um. What do you normally do? Do you normally do you and you and the family normally take a vacation during the summer? Oh, we yeah, we had uh we actually this year there was two vacations that we kind of had planned that we had to scrap. Okay, where were they too? Disney. Okay. That sucks. Yeah. And uh at the beginning of in January we were supposed to do a cruise. Uh-huh. So, that went out the window too. Yeah. Uh, uh well, yeah, cuz there was a few different cruise ships where... They no, were, I mean, ne- next 2021. I know, but, but I'm saying had, yeah. in the last year, there were a few different cruise ships that were affected by COVID. Yeah, and everything everything got canceled. I yeah. Mean, but we, we do... Uh, we like to go to my cousin's on uh, New Hampshire. Uh, we go to different Ren Fairs. Yeah. I mean, we, don't, we don't sit still on the weekends. Right. And wow, doing nothing was... Boring is all hell. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty much a homebody. I don't go very many places, but like we go, we like to go to the Jersey Shore every year. Um, you know, we we'll, we'll just take a week, kick it on the beach for a week in Wildwood or wherever. Yep. Or occasionally we'll change it up and we'll go to DC and just do the you know check out the Smithsonian's and the monuments and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I missed being able to do things this year. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, a definite, a definite. Uh, but in not doing things, now a lot of things out there change now. Yeah. But luckily I was able to get, you know, refunds on hotel rooms and. Yeah. You know, you know, so it wasn't like I said, we didn't get screwed out of anything like a lot of people like. I heard a ticket master owes people like thousands of dollars. Oh, oh uh, for for venues that 
got canceled. Yeah. Uh, Ticketmaster's uh, fees are ridiculous to begin with, and they should give have to give a refund to everybody who's bought a ticket from Ticketmaster in the last 20 years. But that's neither here nor there. That's got nothing to do with what we've gone through in 2020. No, no. Ticketmaster's always been a little bit on the shady side. Uh, do, do you think? Yeah, we actually got a class action, like some sort of lawsuit. Yeah. Where they allowed us to get a ticket to like whatever show we wanted to, but it was like the the, the list of shows were like you know Anya and Goofy shit like that. It's like, yeah, I got the I, same thing. Yeah, it's like I I don't want to go to those though. I, I got the same thing. Um, I I mean, to be honest though, a lot of the tickets that I've gotten in the last couple of years, I've gotten through uh, a website called VetTix.org, mm-hmm. which is it's for veterans. You go in, you see what the what's up there, and you request the tickets, and they're donated tickets, so you really only pay a service fee. Um, like the one time I got slip, I got four tickets to Slipknot at Montage, and they weren't lawn seats; they were actually in the seating bowl mm-hmm. at Montage. I paid sixteen dollars for four tickets. Yeah, it was, and you know, and I I have a bad feeling that you know, and I know that's like. A lot of people are going to wait until the CDC says, hey, everything's okay. Yeah. But there are going to be people that are going to start things a little bit early. But the minute that green flag drops, we're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything is going to be so packed. Yeah, everything's going to be sold out. Yeah. So sold out and gone. I will say this, though. I've, when Gar comes back around, I'm going. <laughs> oh, yeah. In my white suit. I, 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 I'm right there with you. I'll be right next to you. Yep. And but I I just know that I said that we uh, we had to postpone all this stuff and things got canceled. But okay, you know, what 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 can you say? Yeah, I mean, it, it, there, there's some stuff that I wanted to, you know, some shows I wanted to see that got canceled. But you know what? Um, for the greater good, I'm yeah. okay with. And not only that, nothing really on the larger scale is going to go away. No. Disney may have to, you know, limit it and close and all that, but they're going to be there. Right. When I get back. Well, even Dorney, like, uh, Dorney was limited this yeah. year. Yeah. And everything. We we actually did go to Knoebels this year for their light show. Yeah. Their drive through, which was, a, it was okay. Well, I, I'm not, I shouldn't say that. It's a long drive down there, and it was about two hours driving through the parking lot just to get in. Damn. But the light show they put on was better than uh, lights in the parkway here. Okay. So, and we got um, like a snack pack with it, like um, kettle corn. Yeah. And and Knoebel's fudge. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, my, my diabetes just goes nuts looking at it, and I can't help it. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a big, oh, more pills for this one. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... We made the be- we, we we've been making the best out of the worst situations. Well, that's and, and that's the thing, is I I I I will come off as a as an abrasive asshole. No, really, and <laughs> I, the- it's I I am to a point, but I'm right there with you, dude. You got to make the best of this situation. Yeah, you know, get to get to know your friend. Look, I mean, we started this. Yeah, we started this. Um, you know, get to know your family a little bit better, you know, play a game with some, play a game with your kids, do something, you know, make the best out of, out of what you can. And a really good thing that I did this year, 
I mean, I really had to sit down and reevaluate a lot of stuff. Okay. And I, I got off of Facebook because it's just way too down and depressing. It's toxic. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even, you know, and it's not even the political stuff. That's the weird part. It's not even that. No. You know, it's it's people will just just go on rants and just share the worst stuff. You know what? It's not worth my time or my headache anymore. Right. And, you know, I have found it was like it's been most of December. And I've actually found I'm happier. Yeah. You know, I, I am generally happier. I'm, you know, I don't I don't need it. And it isn't it is an addiction. It is. Um, ha- have you watched the movie The Social Dilemma? No. Do you have Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Check it out. You'll. I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's really interesting. Um, social media is. It it's the classic example of something that could be very good that's turned into something that could be very bad. Well, you know, I remember. And it's it sounds weird saying it. It's been so many. It's over a decade now, but I remember getting on there. It's like, hey, we're everybody sharing their lives, and oh, what you're up to? What are you up to? And you know, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Hey, let's all meet up this weekend, and you know, yeah. And it's just it's turned into, you know, oh, I'm just gonna share this because I think it's funny or whatever. I'm nobody's talking. Right. There's no talking anymore. It's just sharing a picture here. It's a parade of memes. Or or even the local pages are nothing but a bitch fest about the town. Yeah. It's like leave. You know, and I so I well, I just decided to do that. So you know what? I'm not seeing anything positive here. There is no there's like no positive spin I can put on this stuff anymore. I mean, I'm on Facebook every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm on Facebook every day because I correspond with people that, you know, you know, old army friends and stuff. Yeah. And I do stuff for the Oh No Not Them page and this and that. Um, I'm on every day. And I share stuff that I find humorous. But if I look at something, and even if I find it humorous, but I think somebody else might get pissed off at it, I don't. I, I, I By and large, I don't share it. Mm. Because... I, I, I don't want to spread the negative any more than it already is. You know? I'm, yeah, I you've seen kind of my my posts are always have always been there. I was like I'm going to do pre memes because I wasn't taking it from anybody else. Right. It was always me saying the stupid thing. Right. Like the uh, the food truck. Yeah. You know, why can't we have a rolling taco truck like an ice cream truck? There you go. Yeah, I would post those things just to kind of make people smile, laugh. And you know as you the dog piles I used to get. Yes. I enjoyed that. If everybody just, you know, if you guys got a little bit of enjoyment, just pick it on me. Hey, have at it. That's why I did that. Yeah. But I can't it's like I I can't even be funny anymore because I don't feel funny. Well, the problem is everybody want yeah, you know Everybody wants to take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it, I, I and I don't want to take myself too seriously. Yeah, I I try not to as well. I I really don't want to. No, it's the world's too serious it, now. Yeah, it make it it makes life less fun. Yeah, if you can't find the humor in something, mm-hmm. 
you know, and I, I will always try to look for not necessarily the bright side, but the humorous side of something. Yeah, just because it's just because it's humorous to us, we have very, very dark senses of humor. Incredibly we, dark. We both know that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Facebook always got the filtered me. Yeah. And but it's just it's just gotten to the point and I don't I don't miss I don't miss it. I I don't say I blame you. You know? I you know and about the only social website now that I'm on is like um is Reddit. Okay. But only like I said, I, I belong to like the NES page. Yeah. And your your interests. Yeah, just my interests, which is great because hey, if I want to talk about board games, I know the place to go to talk about it. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Right. I don't have to worry about someone coming in there and and deciding that um, you know, they're gonna call me an idiot because, you know, I like one over the other. Right. Well, I I mean it, it yeah. there's just so much negative. Oh yeah. Right there's, now. There's there's way too much there's way too much negative over things that don't need to be negative. Right. And another thing that I saw over the last couple of weekends right here in our beautiful little hometown is the bonehead in the front of the park in late December after everything's been said and done, still waving the Trump 2020 flag Stop the steal sign and this and that. Yeah. Come on, dude. You Get know, over it. He actually, at one point, um, when they opened things back up, I think in June. Okay. It was either June or July. I remember, and uh, my daughter and a few of her friends decided to meet at Claude's. Okay. Because now they can go down there. They can get something. And, you know, it was uh, a nice thing. Well, she texts me that there's a guy yelling on the corner at people. And I'm like, well, don't just ignore him, you know. And she was like, well, what if he yells at me? And my first thought, well, yell back. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, just like I said, I said, I'm like, these people just want attention. Yeah. Don't give it to them. Keep on moving. Don't. Eventually it's going to get cold out. Don't feed the troll. Yeah. You know, eventually it gets cold out and people go home. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But the uh, it's like how long can how long do we have to keep putting up with this? Yeah. You know, Un- I, I, unfortunately that 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 type of thing. I mean, this country was founded on on honestly, you know, just the freedom of speech. Yeah, and if we want to keep it and hold that sacred, we got to hold it sacred for even people we don't agree with. I cannot agree more. Yep. I cannot agree more. I don't have to agree mm-hmm. with anything you say, but I will defend to the utmost your right to say it. Exactly. As long as it's not infl- as long as even inflammatory speech. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh yeah, that's a hot take. I don't agree with you, but it's your right to say it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not something blatantly racist or stupid. You know, then I I I can't I, I I can't get behind that, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I just can't get behind that. But I don't want to get political. I don't want to no. get political. Um. Damn, we've got almost an hour and hour and uh, ten minutes going already. 
Damn, see, we didn't even talk about movies. No, there, we didn't. There, I don't think there was any this year. I don't know that I... Well, I, well the only one I can think of uh, like that's really coming to the top of my head is uh, Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. New Mutants came out this year. Okay. Um, that was an X-Men film. Of course. Yeah. A little confusing. Because it, it actually takes... I didn't see Logan before this. Now that I've seen it, it's supposed to take place on the back of Logan. Okay. But Logan takes place way in the future. This one takes place in the present. Well, Logan... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Logan... You know the the pre Wolverine character and yeah. post Wolverine, yeah, identity. Logan has been around as a quote unquote person since the since like before World War Two. Oh, before that, yeah. He's uh, is he eternal? No, no, he's not eternal. I think he came around right before the Civil War. Oh, okay. Or even well, it all depends on which canon you believe. But I think in the, actually in the comics, uh, not in the comics, in the X-Men movie franchise, he was around, he fought in the Civil War. But he's Canadian. No, yeah, I know that, I know that, but um, it's, yes, yes he is, but, I mean, let's not overthink the way they filmed this stuff. True. Because he fought, he fought, yeah, because they did a whole montage, I think, in... Uh, what was the first one? I'm not now. I'm blanking on the name. It was Logan, like origin, origins, origins, Wolverine, yeah. Wolverine origins, where he he's fighting in in the Civil War. Then he's fighting. No, I'm sorry, he's fighting in the Revolutionary War. Then he's fighting in the Civil War. Then he's fighting in World War One, World War Two. Yeah, and you know, and when you say, "Oh, he's Canadian," it's like, "Oh shit, yeah." You know what? They screwed that up, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, Wolverine's Canadian. He's, he's like. How how wait how, see that's that's something that's always got me it, it it didn't bother me but it got me but my two favorite Marvel characters are both Canadians would you rather Alpha Flight Wade fucking Wilson all right no need to get hostile anyway but uh, no the like I said the in Logan. And I'm sure I'm not spoiling anything for any fans of any of this. Because if you're a fan, you've already seen them. But Logan, they like established the X-Men are gone. Okay. Mutants are gone. You know? And there's this secret facility who are training like new mutants. So that's where the new mutants come from. Then in New Mutants, okay, we have this group of mutants that believe they're being trained to join the X-Men. Okay. But if the X-Men are gone... How you're not being trained for that? You know it, because in Logan, everybody knows the X Men are gone. So it's it the timeline doesn't make sense, and they literally used the same footage in both films to talk about where these mutants came from. The same B roll. The yeah, the exact same footage. Because when I saw the footage in the mutants, I was like oh, that was in Logan, huh? So it's like okay, and but the X Men with the continuity has never been the best. No, it hasn't. You know, the movies themselves are a goddamn train wreck of continuity. Yeah. So I I'm not surprised, but that was one that came out this year. Um well, back to uh the new Wonder Woman. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I and I won't watch it because some of our mutual friends have not spoiled it but uh ruined it. 
by telling me by saying it's absolute garbage. But you see, that's why I don't listen to people. Like, like, okay, point in case. Case in point. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like, you recommend a Purple Rain to me. Bah! It's a great movie. It's, see, that's your opinion, not mine. Okay? So, we've already established my opinion <laughs> is the one that counts. So, I mean, just because somebody tells you something sucks. Are you talking about Andy? Andy was one of them. Okay. Okay, because, you know, he, he, he has, Andy has bad opinions on movies sometimes. He really does. He's stuck in this 80s bubble. And where, you're not. Yo! Oh, no, I am not. I have very re- I have very reasonable expectations about movies. Uh, back to Facebook and 80s bubbles. Jim Miller posted some pictures of some old cassettes. <laughs> you want to talk about an 80s bubble. Holy shit. I even saw Scatterbrain in there. Hey, I got Scatterbrain. I have it, too. I have, but... an, I have an entire bin full of cassettes in my basement. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what Jim... You remember the old double-decker cassette cases that we had? I still have one. <laughs> right. So does Jim. Yep. So does Jim. And then he posted some mixtapes and said, Hey, uh, take a look, kids. This was our playlist. Yeah. I'll tell you what's funny about that. Two years ago, I go to a a board gaming convention in Philly called Pax Unplugged. And I took Val there two years ago, and um, we went down to the retro room. Right. Which has all the games from the 70s and the 80s and some little 90s stuff. Oh, my God. Brought a tear to my eye. Well, they had some games in the corner, and Val looks at me and says, what's a VCR game? And I said, oh, well, it's a, it's a game that you, you, you put a tape in the VCR, and then you play the game as it, as the tape plays. What's oh, a VCR? That was her next question. And like, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that was how we, you know, taped movies. My friend Tom actually loved it. He, he caught me out on this because I still say when I'm talking about a program on TV. I'm taping I'm it. I'm taping it. Yeah, me too. And he says, you know, that shows your age right there. Because Yo, you're not taping it. You're just, you're, you're DVRing it. And I said, that doesn't sound right. Well. I mean, you you still have Blue Ridge, right? Cable, right? Yeah. Okay. So you have a physical DVR. Yes. I have Hulu Plus. <laughs> My DVR is cloud based. Oh man. Yeah, I don't have a physical DVR. I have a. It's cloud based now. It's like and um, yeah. There's times where my 46 year old brain is just like, whoa, <laughs> where does this go? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I can't. It's, you can't believe at one point we worried about like tracking on a VCR. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> or God forbid you got a power outage when something was going to tape. Oh, then uh, yeah, oh, and God forbid, did your mom know, did did your mom know how to program the VCR? No, I had to do it all the time. Uh, me too. My my grandmother didn't know how to program the VCR. Yeah, I had to do it. And the worst the worst thing of all was. There was always a stack of unlabeled, formerly blank tapes. Yep. Next to the thing, it's like, wait, what is this? <laughs> Dude, when I moved out of the house on Avenue A, okay, uh, when I moved out of my house on Avenue A, mm-hmm. I had stacks of unlabeled VHS tapes. Ninety percent of them were, guess what? Wrestling. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pay-per-views, ECW TV, WWF Raw, Nitro. Oh, my God. Stacks of them all unlabeled. 
I wish I still had them. But, oh, man. Yep. Yeah, I st- <laughs> just, yeah, the, the whole week retro. Yeah. I miss the good old days sometimes. I don't know. Uh, I kind of, I, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed like the USB drive on a radio. Yeah. We could just plug it in because, you know, instead of having a box full of cassettes next to you. Yeah, that is nice. I mean, like my new, my new car, um, it doesn't have a C, uh, CD deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no optical drive at all. No CD drive, but I plug my phone cord into the built-in USB, okay, and boom, anything that's on my phone yep. is available right from my car. Well, you remember when I first got my Jeep, I came up to your house and I got, you know, just hundreds of albums on a CD drive, on a thumb drive, yep. and put them in my Jeep. It, 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 it's like, wow, this is so... Yeah, it's, it's just so much fun to do. Oh yeah, well you remember cru- I remember cruising around in your car back in the day with the big freaking bin of cassettes. Yep. Oh, oh man, good times. And good I still times. have most of those cassettes. Yep. I, I'm, I, they're probably all never gonna play them again. But I mean, what do you do with old cassettes? Nothing. <laughs> At this point, nothing. <laughs> it's like you have to go to. You almost have to go to a thrift store or a retro shop to get a cassette player. Yeah, I have. I have one. I, I, I do. I, I still got. I still got my old one. Dude, I I don't even have a cassette player anymore. I have about a oh, four or five VCRs. I don't think I have any VCRs anymore. Yeah, I don't uh, have any remotes for them, so I don't know if they work or not. I don't think I even have a standalone DVD player anymore or a Blu-ray player because mm-hmm. now I ha- I have the PS4, mm-hmm. so I use that for my for my DVDs and Blu-rays as well. Yeah. Oh man, technology got away from us. Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see where it goes from now for from you know now on. Virtual virtual um video stores is what they need now. Virtual video store. Yeah, I mean right, well what they need it, it's hard to find the movies that I want to watch. Yeah. And be able to browse. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't know what I'm looking for. Let me walk around and let me look around. I think with the new Oculus stuff, uh-huh. What would be nice to do, you put on the headset, right? Or the eye of thingamabob. Yeah. And walk around like uh, an old school blockbuster. That would be pretty cool. You know, and go over, oh, pick this up and then pop it in and then you can watch it like that. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty cool. Thousand dollar idea. Developers, get on it. <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. Oh, man. All right. Let me ask you this. Um, Outside of the the obvious you know for everything to get back to normal what are your what what do you hope to see in 2021 i mean outside of the obvious you know everything getting back to normal what would you like to see come out of 2021 i want to see a, i would like to see a better appreciation of each other out there you ain't fucking kidding you know you know, I like to see just kind of a return to, I mean, civility. Yeah. Just a return to civility. Yeah. Not everything has to be a shouting match yeah. in a parking lot or a store. It's like we have demonstrated this year that we can be really good. Yeah. With all the fundraisers and all the food drives and everything that's happened, you know, we have... 
demonstrated that we can help each other when we want to. Right. You know, and I just feel that, you know, we need to get in touch with our neighbors more. The people next door to us. Yeah. That share a wall with our house or or share a backyard. Just, you know, if nothing more, just go out and just say hi. Because now that we've seen what isolation feels like, you know, let's just get out there and be friendlier. Yeah. Buy the person behind you, you know, their lunch in the drive-thru. Yeah. Pay, you know, I mean, it's 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 a cliche, but pay it forward. Yeah. And just, you know, just like I said, don't focus constantly on what you're missing and focus on what you're going to have. Yeah. Focus on and above all, focus on what you do have. Yeah. And that is the most important. Don't look at anybody else and think they got it better or what, you know, the have and have nots. Look at yourself. That's that's a lot of what I did this year. Yeah. And I am not the same person I was in January by far. None of us are, dude. And But I feel like in the end of it, I think I'm going to come out a little bit better. Yeah. I'm hoping I am too. I mean, I've, like everybody else, well, I hope hope other people did this. I took a lot of this lockdown isolation type thing um, to do some self-reflecting. You know, and I've, you know, I've said for, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that this world would be a lot better place if there were more people like Mark Carrazzo in this world. Oh, yeah. You know, Mark was, you know, he was a, he was a ray of sunshine in sometimes a very dark, very bleak world. Mm -hmm. Mark never said a bad thing about anybody. I try every day. To be a little bit more like Mark. I try to be nice. I try to help people out where, wherever I can. Um, you know, I, 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 I try to do good things. And I wish more people... That, that's my wish for 2021 as well. We're better to each other. We, we take... We, we, we stop taking for granted everybody else and everything else. Appreciate what you have. Appreciate the people in your life. Appreciate the good things that are going on around you. And if you see something that's not so good, if you can do something to better it, try and do it. You know, try to try to be a better person. Yeah. Try to be a better person. And also, along with that, I mean, you do have to look at the, the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, if you surround yourself with negativity, you know, and and hatred that's just what you're going to get well that that that's the reason that my circle is so small dude yeah i mean that's you know i felt and i know this is going to sound like a downer thing but it's not over the past 5 years or more i've felt that i've been social distanced from a lot of people that i used to to hang around with for whatever reason yeah for whatever reason they decided they did not want me as part of their lives and i dwelled on that for a long time you know, and I felt like, hey, what did I do? And I tried to reach out and I tried to to rekindle those relationships to no avail. And this year I said, you know what? No more. If you don't want me in your life, I'm not going to force myself in there either. If you're happier without me in your life, then I'm not going to stop that. Yeah. You know, but and like I said, I'm always there. 
If somebody wants to get in touch with me, if someone wants to talk to me, I will never, you know, barring very few people, shut them out. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not. I'm not going to waste my effort. I um, I would rather do my effort with people like you. Yeah. Who who we have always been there for each other in some capacity. Yeah. You know, I, and and that's that's the way we've always been, and I and I appreciate that more than anything. Uh, I I feel the same way, dude. I outside of my family, I literally hang out with. On a regular basis, four or five people. Mm-hmm. You know, you, Chuck, Earl, Linda, you know. But you and, like, the main crew of the the hall, the haunted house, <laughs> the halls of horror. The, all the ones we went to the uh, show with. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm in a band with Chuck and Earl, you know, so I hang out with them. I, you know, we do this thing. Mm-hmm. I hang out with you. Other than that, I hang out with my family because... I'm like you. I don't want the negative. I don't want the negative in my life. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's everybody. If you're listening to me and you want to do me a favor, you want to you want to give me a late Christmas present. Be better to each other in the coming year. Yeah. You know, if, if you've had some issues with an old friend, you know, stick out an olive branch. You know, extend an olive branch. Maybe try to bury, at least try to bury the hatchet. Yeah. You know? Even so much as telling a cashier, have a good day. Yep. Just being friendly. Be free. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. That, God. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, even if you have to, you know, even if you're having a bad day and got to fake it, trust me, it, it feels good sometimes just to make someone else feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Be a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Oh, that's like a good neighbor. Man, I'm going for the Mr. Rogers vibe, not the Aaron Rogers vibe. Well, he is Mr. Rogers. Wrong Rogers. <laughs> the wrong Rogers. Wrong Rogers. <laughs> hey, Rogers. But anyway, um, before we go, I do want to touch on something that happened over the past weekend. Um, to me, personally... Well, not per- yeah, kind of personally. I didn't know them, but I knew who they were. Um, familiar with them. Uh, they're both legends. Well, well, one's one's a certified legend, and one was a big star in the pro wrestling business. We lost two of them over this past weekend. Um, the one that most everybody know, would know that listens to us is. John Huber, who was known professionally as Brody Lee, and before that he was um, a member of the Wyatt family, uh, Luke Harper. Mm -hmm. He passed away over the weekend at at 41 years old. Uh, Left behind a wife, two kids. Uh, Was due to, uh, you know, especially with wrestlers, the, the first thing that everyone thinks of is it's going to be something drug-related or or something bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't the case with Brody Lee. Uh, he passed away from a non-COVID-related lung ailment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent he was he'd been in the Mayo Clinic, uh, you know, getting it trying to get it taken care of, and he passed away leaving behind, like I said, a wife and two kids. And uh, by everything that I've seen on the internet. 
and you know Twitter and whatnot from the people that knew him. Uh, he was just a good dude. He was a super dude, uh, always there for the boys, always there for his family. And uh, you know, rest easy, rest easy, John. Um, sad to see, sad to see you go. And the other one that may not be as well known that we lost over the weekend was a guy by the name of Danny Hodge. Danny Hodge is probably the greatest NCAA wrestler in American history. This guy, um, he's a four-time NCAA heavyweight, uh, four-time, four-time NCAA national champion, okay? Um, the, the, the college wrestling equivalent to the Heisman Trophy, the, which is awarded to the most outstanding wrestler every year at the NCAA tournament, is called the Danny Hodge Award. Okay. After him, and then after that, he became a pro wrestler. He had an ex- he had an exemplary pro career. Um, had some pro boxing matches, and legitimately one of the toughest guys to ever set foot in a wrestling ring. This guy had such grip strength; he would break with his bare hands. He would snap pliers. Ooh. Yes. He once was in a car crash, and uh, his car went down a ravine. Okay. He broke his neck in the crash and with one hand held his neck in place and got himself out of the car and up to safety. Mm. That was that was Danny Hodge. You know, legitimately one of the toughest dudes ever to walk the face of the earth in my estimation and you know, just a, a supreme athlete and by once again by all accounts just a really good dude, uh you know, an excellent human being. And he passed away at the age of 88 this past weekend. Wow. Yeah, 88 years old. Um, a legend in the amateur wrestling ranks, mm-hmm. an amateur, or a legend in the, the professional wrestling ranks. Uh, rest easy, Danny Hodge. Rest easy, John Huber. Um, as if 2020 couldn't suck enough. Yeah. You know, we lost more. Uh, well, we have four days. Four days. We could get through this. But I tell you what, I'm going to I'm going to lose my shit if at midnight my my watch says 13-1-2020. Nah, I won't. <laughs> oh god, I hope not. I hope not. You know, uh be be good to each other. Yeah. Be good to each other. Let's make let's make 2021 like let let's just let's make it one of the best years that we can make it. Yeah. No matter the circumstances when we start 2021, let's make it the best year we can make it. Yeah. You know? So we want we want to be here about one year to the day, and we want to talk about how great everything was. Yep. We want to talk about all the cool stuff that we got to do in 2021. Yeah. All the cool things we saw. Um, you know, how how cool people were to each other. Yeah. You know, that's what that that's a good idea. I like mm-hmm. that. All right, man. Uh, I guess we're going to call it a night. So, and I guess with this episode, we're going to call it a 2020. Yep. We'll see you next week. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. We are Oh No Not Them. And check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Oh No Not Them pod. Or no, not Oh No Not Them pod. Facebook.com slash oh no not them. You really need to write these down. Yes, I do. Facebook.com slash oh no not them pod. 
Fuck, I did it again. <laughs> you know what? We don't need the plugs. Anybody who's listening to this knows where to find us. I'll put the plugs in the <laughs> in the episode description. Damn. <laughs> All right. Hey, and let's do something. Hey, if you guys got a band, you guys got some sort of uh, any kind of creative outlet you want us to to talk about, you want us to give you a shout out, drop us a line, man. We're, we'd be more than happy to help you out. Yeah, even if you got questions or want advice on stuff, we're good at that too. Well, I'm good at that, Bill. And uh, hey, 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 I can give advice just like anybody else. Yeah, but I wouldn't recommend taking your advice. So your advice is not to take my advice. My advice is to not take your advice. Trust us, with the two of us, we can fix your problems. That's right. <laughs> Dr. Ruth ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> All right. Have a good uh, rest of 2020. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.